0: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Big Red Dram. I'm your humble host, Jason Langer. As always, thank you for tuning in. Um, tonight's episode is going to talk a little bit about Starlight Distillery. Um, based out of Indiana, just, just I'd say, probably 20, 30 minutes north of Louisville, uh, in the southern part of Indiana. It's a family-owned farm, roughly about 600 acres. Started out in wine, worked their way into brandy, and now are pretty heavy into bourbon. Um, especially local, uh, not dissimilar to whiskey acres, um, and they're kind of fam farm to small family farm that, you know, kind of grain to, to distill it grain to bottle. I think that's the way you put it. Um, kind of the similar situation in the bourbon world. Anyway, they're both young in bourbon. They're both, um, kind of making a name for themselves in this region. Um, and doing some good things i think the the single barrel program out of starlight is very much an experience um you do get to hang out with the uh, with some of the hubers and they kind of take you on an atv tour of the farm and kind of give you a nice breakdown and history of everything and um i mean they're doing things right when it comes to that kind of in that respect um some of the I mean they've been pretty popular here in the last year or so. Seeing them kind of going nuts on several different clubs, and so I see them at a lot of um, stores and store shelves. And and you know they've been like I said they've been doing good things. So um, managed to get a couple of picks, uh, a pair of picks from Malloy's. And um, the first one is a Starlight Distillery Single Barrel Hubers Rickhouse Select. It is an Indiana straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, it is barrel 17272. It's 110.8 proof, aged four years. The other is a finished single barrel pick um, from Carl T. Huber's single barrel bourbon whiskey, finished in port barrels. Me, I love me some port. Barrel number FB220 1. Uh, it's 111.4 proof, aged at four and a half years. Now, um, price points for both of these uh, I think the Huber's was 60 ish and the. Um, Sorry, the bourbon, straight bourbon whiskey was 60 ish and the port finish was 80 something with after tax. Um, high price points. Um, for me. Uh, <laughs> I have a I don't know, I, I was debating this before I even did this podcast because it's like I have just been just kind of kicking back and going, All right, what do you get for 80 bucks these days? And now I'm going to go off on just a quick sidebar not to detract one from the other or anything in between. I'm not putting anybody down, but I'm just trying to say what's in that eighty dollar price range these days. You're getting a lot of single barrel picks from you're getting your barrel craft. You're there's lucky sevens. Uh you're in that Angel's Envy single barrel range. You're getting into um the higher end of some maker mar- makers marks picks. Um Blue Run Horse Soldier. Uh, I said Lucky 7, Belfour, some Whiskey Trail, sorry, some wil- some Wilderness Trail products, um, even some some rabbit holes are all going to be in that kind of price point range. <clears throat> point being, man, whiskey is really kind of going up. Bourbon is really starting to get kind of getting out of hand, if you ask me. Um, I mean... In the grand scheme of things, right, it's popular. Logistically, everything's going crazy. Inflation sucks right now. Uh, it's it's expensive to get raw materials. It's expensive to get stuff shipped. It's expensive. To, it's expensive. It's expensive. It's expensive. And on top of that, everybody wants more money to do the same job they've been doing, um, which, you know, is fine um, to a point, but then you're going to start paying for it. And, um... I guess my point is is kind of it kind of falls in that Whiskey Acres category too, where I my experience with these whiskeys as of today have been um, they're good, but they still need some time. So <clears throat> um, while I haven't gotten into the Starlight yet, that's been my experience with some of the standard release stuff f- uh, from Whiskey Acres in the past. Um, now that said, some of their craft um spirits that they've been putting out, those 375s that they've been putting out, have been much improved, have been better. But the problem there, and two, is for 375 milliliter bottle of their maple series, they want 50 bucks. So, uh, I, you know, it's it's small batch sorry it's a small yield barrel so you're generally going to have a lot of angel share coming out of those you're probably going to be selling i don't know 150 to 160 of those little bottles um they're hard to find when they hit the market so maybe not maybe it's not as many um i've heard numbers in the 90s for some of those um high proof um high flavor content stuff that comes out of there um I I just personally, in my own opinion, have a hard time justifying $100 for something like that. Um, That said, you know, I turn a little tater when it comes to anything three figures and higher. I'm going to spend that kind of money on an Elijah Craig 18-year-old. I'm going to spend that kind of money on a Maker's 10, something that I... Which I'll get to eventually, um, and the um, perils of the Michter's Ten, um, or any of those higher end bottles for that matter. You're going to gamble um, on some of those higher priced, higher aged bourbons. You just are, okay? They get older. They get the. Sometimes they're going to be dynamite. And I'll just tease the Michter's Ten. The Michter's Ten that I have was. N- they're all individual barrels. So therein lies part of the problem. The one that I had two years, a year and a half ago, two years ago now, gosh, probably, um, at Michter's was one of the most unbelievable things I've ever tasted. Now, was that influenced by the days of drinking, hitting hitting Angel's Envy and Old Forester first, and then drinking that? Was it, it was obviously that one particular bottle, because it was just, Tropical fruits with pears and just it was just one of the most incredible things I ever smelled. I had to have a Maker's Ten at that point. Um, I also had a Maker's and that was Maker's Ten bourbon. I also had a Maker's Ten rye at, in Louisville at the time. That was also phenomenal. I've had both since, and both both the bourbon I've had twice, both have been disappointing in comparison. And the rye that I had was also disappointing <laughs> by comparison. That was, that's based off of my impression and memory of said um, whiskey. Um, but I, it didn't invoke the same emotions that uh, the first time I had it. So <sighs> I get a little bit butthurt, I guess, for lack of a better word, when it comes to spending a lot of money on a individual whiskey it's all single barrels um i also get a little antsy when i start spending more than 60 or 70 dollars on a bottle so and therein lies the rub right so you're trying as a say a as a say a uh, liquor store owner or in my case a club runner um, trying to decide, hey, you know, um, there's lots of these cool things out there. What should you try to do to pick? What you, what should you pick? What can you pick, right? Everyone would love to do a Buffalo Trace pick, but sadly they're highly allocated. And in my world, I'm not going to take a liquor store's guaranteed hit um, and try to sell to my club. I would much rather maybe help, which in, in one in the re- most recent case, I was able to help pick uh, or at least offered an opinion on my Buffalo Trace pick for Malloy's, which was a, a huge honor for me. And it was awesome. And it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, there's things that are available like Elijah Craig's out there, Lux Rose out there, um, or Lux Co or um, Maker's Mark, or there's things that have some history, have some uh, I don't want to say years of development behind it, but it's just it has age and it has time and it has um, tried, true brand recognition, and makes it an easier push when you're responsible for you know 180 to 200 bottles or some of something like that. When you get into a, a Wilden, I'm sorry, a Whiskey Acres or a Starlight, now you're starting to battle. The unknown and from my experience that I've been having lately with just running the club and people are kind of afraid to try new things sometimes so but it doesn't make it easier to to, to coax someone into buying something they never tried when it's 80 90 bucks and it's just and it's not again I'm not picking on anyone in particular in this case I'm just saying that sometimes these these newer distilleries, I know it's there's a lot going into the overhead and all overall cost of all this stuff and it's craft and all this nonsense, but you're th- not nonsense, but just all the behind the scenes stuff. Let's put it that way. Um, that goes into that cost. But you're pushing a four and a half year old. Again, I'm just using Starlight as an example, and we haven't even gotten into how how good it is yet. It is it is good. Um, but you're pushing. Almost ninety bucks, right, for something that eh, you know. I, Starlight ever heard things about it, but and that's kind of what's nice about again doing a pick with Malloy's or buying a store pick from Malloy's. Binnie's doesn't do it as much, um, and they'll let you try it. So if you're you wanting to try it and you're looking to go to that route, then I highly recommend you do it with someone that does that allows you to sample it. Some Binnie's used to do it. And while we don't like to use the B word around here as much anymore, um, they don't do it that they don't do it anymore. Um, so now you're gambling, so to speak, there versus um, at least, hey, at least I get to try it at Malloy's. So that's kind of a cool thing. And he's got, you know, lots to choose from over there, which is also a cool thing. So um that's always that's always good. So <laughs> that being said, um, there's my little rant for the day. I just, I... Because I try to look at whiskey subjectively through the eyes of the common person, right? Through the the everyday Joe that doesn't have $90 burning a hole in her pocket. Because 90 bucks, do I, I won't go out and buy a... I don't know... uh Let's pick on someone else. So do I go out and buy a barrel private release, seven year old Kentucky, you know, bourbon single barrel that, you know, it's, it's from Barrel Craft Spirits. It's a it's a hand picked from Binnie's. Do I want to spend a hundred bucks on that, or do I want to spend, you know, eighty bucks on two bottles of something I'm familiar with? So you know that's the that's the game, right? That's the game you have to play. So I I it's not easy now because everything is. I think the I think we're starting to get towards the peak of the bourbon industry. Uh you know, the everyone kinda jumping on the bandwagon and now you've got a bunch of new distilleries coming out and you got a bunch of new distilleries pushing younger juice finished. Again, I'm gonna go kind of on that little finished rant where they're trying to finish younger whiskey in, in something to kind of mask its air quote imperfections. Um and then charge a premium price for it, which is God, I don't know. I'm not in business for myself, so I don't know, right? I, this, this These are just my opinions of a consumer ranting about the driving costs of whiskey in the world. <laughs> let's, let's tack it to that. Let's uh, let's put it on that. Um, it's just me complaining about how expensive shit's getting these days. And it is. It's getting stupid. And, now, and that's why I got to bourbon in the first place because scotch was my jam, still is my jam, but a good bottle of scotch is going to cost me three bills. Uh, it's gonna cost me a hundred bucks, sorry, or more. Um, and that's going up because of tariffs and everything else getting stuff in here. So a Lafroy ten cask strength batch thirteen or fourteen these days is gonna cost me what, a hundred bucks? And when it used to be sixty. Um, so it's. Let's see, Lafroy A I G ten. What's the newest batch costing me these days? Yeah, ninety bucks. That's fucking stupid, and it drives me nuts because two years ago, that was a $60 bottle, if that, and now it's $90. I'd still probably buy that over a Starlight or just, again, it's just, it's here, or a Barrel Craft, but do I? If I'm spending that kind of money, now it's a mood thing, right? Am I in the mood for... (sighs) <sighs> Again, in my opinion, a two-dimensional bourbon, or am I going to go for something more of a three-dimensional scotch? Ugh. It's getting nuts. I mean, hell, even Lefroy Select, which used to be a $30 bottle, is $50 bucks now. And there's no way I'm spending $50 bucks on a Lefroy Select. Uh, I'm not even spending $30 bucks on a, a standard Lefroy 10. And they want $65 bucks for that bottle. Woof. All right, I'm done complaining. It's just me complaining because everything getting expensive. And I want to buy more, but I don't want to blow <laughs> all that stuff. So it becomes important to pick something good. was really where I'm kind of circling back to now is that it's important to get into some of these different whiskeys that are still in that air quote affordability range i.e. the Stellum pick that we've got coming up that's 58 after tax, which is a good value, I feel, um, for the flavor profile that you get and um, for the age of the whiskey that's in it. So you're looking at a six-year. Um, and it's it's got a lot of complexity to it, which is by design. That's good engineered blended whiskey. Um, so... These craft distilleries, your Colvalls, your Star, your Starlights, your Whiskey Acres—I don't envy them. Your your Driftless Glens, I don't envy their job right now. And that is trying to get a, gain a foothold in a crazy market that is continuing to see costs rise, right? And trying to see um, how they can survive in this kind of market—it's um, it's tough, man. It really, really is. But it's they're doing it. Right. I mean, Starlight's doing great. Whiskey Acres is doing great. Driftless Glen I've had the other day. Oh my God, it was a port finish. I think I talked about it on my other episodes. Steve had a big um, tasting event at um, his Glen Ellen store and it blew my socks off. Um, It really, really did. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, And there's, there's another one that I'll talk about. I'm not going to give away the name at the moment. Most likely because I can't think of it. Um, <laughs> but there's other craft distilleries that are starting to really make a push. And I think in those $50, $60 ranges is really kind of your what your $30, $40 used to be. Um, so you're starting to see more in that range, and that's good. You know, it's it's nice. So, anyway, I digressed completely. Let's get to Starlight, shall we? So, the Indiana Straight Bourbon Whiskey, after that setup, oh, um, good Lord. But, yeah, I'm just belly aching because it's just, ugh. But it slowed me down, too, as far as just the craziness of purchasing whiskeys because, man, it's just getting too expensive um, to do it as frequent. So, now I'm really just kind of purchasing, I'm sticking to, barrel picks, um, that I myself have been doing and, you know, Steve's been doing so, and, and Rob, when I get a chance down to a one. Um, so starlight single barrel, Indiana straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, this is again, this is barrel one seven two seven two 110.8 proof proof aged four years and it blasted. I forgot how much I paid for this. On the nose, honey, sweet, like caramel. That's got a bit of an ethanol burn to it. Nothing overly exciting, but nothing disappointing either. It's just very sweet. Nice amber color. A little bit of leather, a little tannin, tannic, a little bit of sweet cinnamon there now coming out, a lot of twirling, a lot of swirling in the glass, but it's good, it's got a nice nose to it. on the palate. Honey again, it's got a little bit of a honey, honey sugary sweetness to it, a little bit of cherry, light caramel, little little oaky tannic bitterness. And it kind of breaks away to a um almost a graham cracker. <sighs> it's uh a little hot. It uh, has a nice long Kentucky hug. And that um sorry that uh that hug kind of the f- it stays sweet as it dissipates so it does a good job there um second sip second nose still kind of you know honey just it nothing nothing really stands out and that's not a detractor right we've gone through this before If it, it's they don't all they're not all gonna be these massive bouquets of wild complex things. Uh and sometimes it's not it's not a necessity. It doesn't have to be. These are all just impressions. And hell, you with this and probably smell something completely different. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's got a little bit of sourness to it. Honey, again, it's it's underwhelming in comparison to other whiskeys I've tried out there, but it is um I mean it's decent. I would say that and I remember talking to some people when we were I was tasting this when I purchased it. Is that we would we all thought that this would be a fantastic mixer uh, in a in a Manhattan or even in an old fashioned, because it has a little bit of a um, does have a little bit of a rye bite to it. Um, I'm not sure the mash bill on this one, um, but it does have a little bit of a rye bite to it, so it would benefit from a little bit of sweetening up in a in a old fashioned perhaps. That said, um, you know it's an 82. Um, it's not. I mean, it's it's. I'm glad I have it. It's a good whiskey. So it's an 82 for me. That is the Indiana Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Um, now the port barrel got my attention and got me a little excited because I do like I do like me some port finish. Um, I just had a day today. You know we had everybody got. Sent or got uh, told to stay home tonight, today, and the weather we were supposed to get this morning came after school, so they could have gone to school, but whatever. I guess I'm just in a complaining mood. It was a busy day today, everything just kind of went to hell in a handcart. And oh man, I had a cavity at the dentist today, so I'm pissed about that. And it's just been a you know, it's just a crappy day overall as far as stuff like that goes. Ah. Hence, doing a podcast today is a good idea because, man, I need a drink. And then I get on and start complaining about the price of whiskey. And I hope that didn't come across like I'm bitching about Starlight and Wilderness or Whiskey Acres because I'm not. It's just I can't imagine trying to run anything in today's market. And again, we, too, I mean, in the height of their popularity, just to go one more, one more, just hit one more complaint on their behalf. They have to do this in the last two years when everything is COVID. Is just ugh, I don't know how. Anyway, so on the nose on the port barrel from Alloys is really I, I love it. It's not. It's got a nice grapey sweetness to it, almost with a little bit of hint of black cherry. The port notes kind of coming through. When you but you get a you get the sweetness, a little bit of honey, sweet caramel drizzle. Uh, on the back end of the note. I mean, it's like a secondary note that I'm picking up towards the back. But it's just like almost a sugary sweet, um, as I'm talking away from the microphone, it's almost a sugary sweet uh, grape. It's really kind of tasty on the nose. It's tasty smelling. <laughs> you can't see the face I'm making. But it's it's I feel it's a better nose than the straight bourbon whiskey. Um, but then again, that's, I'm biased cause I like port. Of course it's going to be a little better cause it's going to be sweeter. Let's see how it tastes. So I get, I get similarities. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the same notes from the bourbon whiskey, straight bourbon whiskey carries over into this. But the port takes the edge off of it a little bit, which kind of ties into what I was saying before about finishing is that they're trying to soften what otherwise might be a little bit of a harsher note by using by finishing. And I think they're on the right track. That's kind of been my thing with Starlight and my thing with Whiskey Acres. They're on the right track. I'm just not ready to invest a bunch of money into their stuff just yet. Um, I feel they need to. I think they need another year or so. That being said, um, I find this enjoyable. This, too, would be a good mixer. Um, Again, a good high quality. I've got some, some of my best friends over, and I want to do some fancy old fashions tonight. I'm going to use – I will probably use these, or I would use something like this to create something good. Now, before you get all judgy on me and say that, well, you're using the stuff you don't like – I, the other day I had, I may have mentioned this the other day. I had um, some, we had some friends over and a friend, Ken, who is, who's a bourbon drinker, but not passionately bourbon drinker. He's more of a beer guy, but he'll partake. We had four old fashions and, oh, what do we start? We started out with the rebel and the Ezra. Then we did, uh, then we did, what did we do after that? Then I brought out the big guns. Then we did... Did we do three and I did a fourth? We did that. I did... We did an old-fashioned with with E.H. Taylor single barrel and single barrel barrel proof. And then we did a... Oh, we did a... um. Weller Antique and Will It Rye. <laughs> and then... Um, oh, and then I did the barrel... What did I do? I did our barrel Sauternes finish with the barrel batch thirty, I think. So yeah, we were pretty toasted. All of those bottles were in the same price point, if not higher than this. So there. I do make old fashions with the expensive stuff too. They were really good. Um so it does it does speak a lot to not using just bottom shelf whiskey for a good mixed drink. Does it hurt? In a way. But you're buying it to enjoy it. You're not buying it to look at it. Well, I'm not. So I'd only have two or three unopened bottles in their backups. Anyway, back on track. So this is this is good. I like this one better than I like the the straight bourbon whiskey. Man, I don't think I'm sounding like it, but yes, I do. Um this one's an 84 for me. Um again, it's right in that, it's it's in that sweet spot. If anything is in that 80, say 82 to 89 range 80 to 89 range um 80 to 88 range is really going to be a good to great bottle um but you start getting into that 90 range that's an exceptional bottle right F- for me that's how i score these things um <clears throat> and they're just varying degrees of 80s it's usually what i i mean most of the stuff i have is um because i don't tend to buy i try not to buy crap whiskey <laughs> um yeah, mellow corn, oh, that's a 40, but that's one of the lowest ones I've got. Anyway, second nose, more syrupy. It's got a little more of a maple syrup note to it. Still with the with the cherry and the grape, but it's gotten sweeter on the second pass. Oh, it's almost like waffles now. And you need to spend time with these two. So that's the other key. If you've got something that's just... Eh, it it misses the first time through, and I I say this all the time. Give it a second, a third, sometimes a fourth look, and you'll be surprised. Things get better. Mm-hmm. Now the second time, the harshness that was the straight bourbon whiskey has mellowed out. It's not as bad. It's much improved, and you're getting I'm getting more of the port wine out of this. It's definitely got a little bit more of that grapiness to it, the sweetness to it, um, with still some nice blended mixes of the caramel and the chocolate, uh, some cinnamon. Doesn't have as much rye bite to it. Much more enjoyable um, the second time through. And again, what I said, 84. So, yes, I would say I would stick with that. Um, So, there you go. So, Starlight, good things coming out of there. Really, really, they're really, really, I think they're on the right track. And that's the important thing, is that these guys are going to be a major player down the road. Um, so I'm looking forward to the future with them for sure. So uh, thank you, Steve, for picking these two great bottles. Um, again, uh, there's plenty of the bourbon whiskey port barrel still out there. Um, take a take a swing by Malloy's in Glen Ellen, Naperville, or Lyle and... Uh, take a sample and then see for yourself. So anyway, thank you as always for listening. I do appreciate it as always. Um yeah, looking forward to you know, snowy day tomorrow. So we'll see how the weather holds out. Um but yeah, thank you as always for listening and, go out and enjoy whiskey.